episode, I would like to hop in here at the top of it and just say a few things that I'd like to say. As of today's recording, it has now been six months since your boy Nick came over and said, Hey, Derps, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? And it has been so far an amazing six months with an amazing cast and an amazing group of fans. And that's all you guys. That's why I would like to be 100% transparent on some things that have been going on recently. Uh, unfortunately, in the time span of two weeks, two of our players have had some drastic life, choice, life changes that makes it that they are unable to be joining us. Unfortunately, Cassie and Demi will not be joining us uh, for an unforeseeable amount of time, and we will be doing our best to respectfully play them out of the game. Uh, I have some things planned in the game for how we're going to handle that, uh, which will be coming up on this coming up episode. Welcome back to Free Action Cry. Last time on Free Action Cry, after Akashwin passed away, the party went to go drown their sorrows at the local bar, the Golden Pony, while Akashwin, who even though it was dead, was trapped in the ethereal realm. He tried to get their attention and unfortunately failed. When the party decided it was time to go to bed, Akashwin met Kakai in her dreams. After a lovely conversation, the party woke up, Vargan made breakfast for everybody, and Vevi tried to steal a very nice cask of ale. Oh, and Pinecone got a mug stuck in his horns. Welcome back to Fraction Cry. So, uh, last time you guys were leaving the Golden Pony, uh, yes. So, all five of you, or rather all four of you, followed by a soul that none of you can see, uh, you are standing outside the Golden Pony. Uh, could everybody roll me a perception check, please? Ah, uh, look, we're already playing, we're already rolling shit, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> I got a 13. Okay, day. And also, I probably should move these. I got a 15. Here. I got a 576. How it... What? How? <laughs> Your confusion allowed me to roll again. 23. There you go. 23 works for me. Fabi, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. What did you get? 13. 13. Okay. So, um, that's actually enough for everybody to see something flying up in the sky. Uh, Vevi, you really can't see it, but it looks like a bird on fire. But uh, Pinecone and Vargan, you notice there's a phoenix flying above. It appears to be circling as if it's, like, searching for something. Whoa, that's a big chicken. I wonder if it's spicy. It might be spicy. We, sh we, should, go we should follow the big chicken. I mean, it's, it's technically on fire. If anything, it would be more smoked. I would think. Right. Is it... Is it Pollo Fuego? Oh, Jesus Christ. Bless you. Oh. tight. Sorry, I, I was speaking Sylvan. <laughs> Sylvan is now Spanish. Oh, God. Uh, well. I, okay, I'm gonna have to write that down. Learn Spanish for Sylvan. Okay. <laughs> All right, so after a couple minutes of you guys looking up at this flaming bird, uh, after a little while, you notice that it, it starts to uh, fly out and start circling, like, downward, uh, just outside of the city gates, about maybe a quarter mile out. I'm going to assume that you all will be following this thing, because Phoenix, from what uh, Pinecone and Vargan would remember, are not native to this realm, per se. You could consider it the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, hey, yo, I remembered that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's have some transparency here. Uh, this is actually the second time that we're recording this episode because the first time we recorded it, it went kapoof, and we can't find it. 
What are you talking so, about, Terps? I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. I don't know. Maybe I dreamt it. Who knows? I think Terps is gaslighting us. Yeah. We've Why never heard say- this before. Why yeah. would you say I'm gaslighting? I didn't say that. I think you're crazy. You're crazy. We didn't say that. I am crazy. It's part of my charm. Quit fucking it up. And don't make me smite you all. (laughs) Yes, Daddy. No, I should be saying that to you, Vevi. (laughs) Alrighty. So, as soon as you guys make it outside of the city gate, you start to see that coming from the ground, like I said, about a a quarter mile out, uh, just below this phoenix that is actually getting quite close to landing you notice that there's like a black mist slash dust swirling on the ground and slowly moving upwards and it looks like it's building something from the ground up there's like you can see feet after a little while you can see shins and then like you know knees thighs it looks like it's building a person right then shoulders knees and toes knees and toes Oh, I was going to say something about Build-A-Bitch, but yeah, that works too. Oh wait, that means we lost when we rolled for Alkashwan's dick size, and he has an absolute hog. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't oh wait, roll, never like, mind, I don't know what we're talking about, we're crazy. Oh, uh, so many fucking callbacks. Alrighty, it is at this point that the four of you standing nearby realize that something looks wrong with what is happening instead of it being just a black mist and sand and dust after a little while there start to be like you know little purple flashes inside all of this thing pinecone could you do me a favor and roll me a history check um okay how's a five for some strange reason in the back of your mind you feel like you have seen something like this before but for the life of you you cannot put your finger on it but you know that something is very wrong with what is happening with the Kashwin right now. As the swirls get to almost completion, there is all of a sudden the mist forms inward and then just erupts outward with a huge, not so much ex- explosion, but like explosion without the fire. It just looks like all this mist just goes just all over, right? Blanketing the area about like a hundred foot radius and just complete, I don't want to say darkness, but your view is heavily obscured. And in between all of this, you can see what seem to be purple tendrils. And when the dust settles, you see that Akashwin has not formed. And also Kakai is no longer there either. And in the back of your mind, you can all hear almost a cackling of some sort. What the fuck? Where's Kakar? You guys hear that, right? The the evil laughter? Yeah. As soon as you all start, like, you know, what the fuck? Did you hear that? All of a sudden, the phoenix has, like, just nosedives toward the ground. And in a huge eruption of flame, you just see a tabaxi spurt forth from this phoenix, shoulder roll on the ground, and just run to where Akashwin would have been. He's looking at the ground, and then he looks up at all three of you with a look that can only be described as terror. Hey, what did you do to our friend? This one did nothing. This is not good. This is not good at all. Vevi is, like, frantically looking around for Kakai. Like, literally picks up Pinecone, moves him to the side, puts him back, does the same to Vargan. Roll me a perception check. I got an 11. Well, you don't really find very much of anything except where she was standing appear to be like two or three, like, you know, almost disgustingly black feathers. Like, can Vevi pick them up? Yeah. She's going to pick them up and look at them and show them to the others. What, what, do, what do you got there? This was where Kakai was standing. I got them from there. Do you think that she turned into feathers? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know either. Um, um, are you gonna turn into feathers? Bevy's just like like Bevy actually like has like tears in her eyes now at this point. Would anybody like to investigate the feathers or anything like that? Did Kakai turn into bird and fly away? And yeah, I'll investigate the feathers. Eight. 
whatever had these feathers on it at one point, it looks like these feathers have been dead for quite some time. These are feathers from dead things, and they've been dead for quite a while. So, so are they Alcashons? No, no. I do not believe he was bird, was he? I mean, we just saw Ember turn from a bird into a person. Maybe Alcashwin did the opposite, but because he's already dead, he turned into a dead bird. So he turned from non-bird person to dead bird person. Yeah, like like Ember just did. I think I think something took her. We should go get her. Okay, so while you guys are having this conversation, Ember walks over, notices that you guys did find something. He, like you know, reaches his hand out. Can this one see that, please? Bevy hands him the feather. He takes it. He holds. He holds it up to the sky, kind of like you know, inspecting it through the sun. Gives a little like a sniff, and again hand, hands it over to you. Just the the look of sadness and worry returning to his face. He says, "Um, this one, one does not want to go talk to Algar about this. Um, perhaps for now, uh, it would be best if you all." I believe Algar wanted you to see about the missing materials out in that fucking place that I forget what was called again. <laughs> Freleon. Freleon, yes. Look at me! Perhaps uh, it would be best if you went and found the missing materials out in Freleon. Or where they ended up. Once I know more about Kakai and Akashwan's whereabouts, maybe I can help you find them. He just, he, he looks like absolutely exasperated, just like, you know, I am not having a good day right now. <laughs> he looks like he knows something, but he seems extremely hesitant to tell you. Do we have, like, a ride to Freleon? Oh, yes. Um, and he, he points back to uh, Weyren, and he goes, this is actually where Tyrannus lives. Uh, I believe he said that you would have free use of his cart. I've always wanted a cart. So yes, uh, if you guys actually want to write down that you now have a free mode of transportation that you can pilot whenever you wish to get around Alovia, you have a cart now. Do we have anything to pull the cart? I believe it had horses. It was either two horses or two oxen. I cannot recall what I said originally. We have a cart just for funsies, I'll say that you have two horses. One is a chestnut brown horse, and one is a black and white speckled horse. But wait, what are their names? I did not give them names. Do you guys want to give them names? They are both named Pinecone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It is the best name that a thing could have. No. It's so stupid. Like, I'm literally just imagining you guys walk over to the cart, Pinecone sees the horse and, and like, just points to them, looks over at Vivian Vargan and goes, they are called Pinecone now. <laughs> Hold on. No. No. Hold on. <laughs> this is a, a great segue to this. Your boy. Your boy can just speak with animals. There you go. And ask them what their names are. <laughs> the ball's in your fucking court, derps. Okay. <laughs> Get wrecked. It's almost like having a Patreon list of names would be really helpful right now. I don't know about naming the horses after Patreons, but Derps right. is over here on fantasynamegenerator.com. Don't fucking be selling out my... Uh... <laughs> you were 100% correct, and that's hilarious. But see, here's the funniest thing. Unfortunately, this doesn't have a horse name generator. So I'm going to go with helicopter names. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> yeah, one of them is named Blackhawk. And uh, if it would fucking load. And the other one's named the, the Kill Machine. Okay. So literally, these are the names that came up. There's 10 names, right? So the brown one is named Paradox. Okay. And the black and white speckled one is named Hustle. Paradox and Hustle. Paradox and Hustle. I misspelled Hustle. Hostile! Hostile! 
Must be Italian. I was extremely tempted to go with the first and last on this list, right? Because the first one is Pelican, right? Which makes no sense for a horse to be named Pelican. And I love that. That's awesome. But then I saw Paradox and I was like, I like that word. But the last word is Boomer. <laughs> so there you go. You learn the horse's names. Boomer and Zoomer. Got it. Paradox and um, whatever else. Hustile. <laughs> oh, yes. Hustle. Hustile. So there you go. You all have a cart now. So now, uh, your next destination was to go to... Freleon. Freleon. Are you guys ready to do that? Yes. Yes. Uh, the only problem with that is to get to Freleon, you do need to find a way to get across the river. There is... Um, there's two bridges to get across, but also the river itself is, I, only, I think it's only like a mile and a half to two miles long, or wide, I should say. So you guys could technically swim, but water in Alovia, especially like large bodies of water and the ocean surrounding Alovia, tends to be quite dangerous. I will tell you that ahead of time, for free. Okay, I forgot this is One Piece rules and none of us can swim. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, let's just go over the bridge. The most traveled bridge. Most traveled bridge. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you guys get to, after about, like, a day's travel. Uh, oh, shit, I need to roll. Robert Frost was not afraid, uh, was not afraid of being robbed. He took the path, the path less traveled and is lucky that he didn't get fucking robbed on it. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, uh, nothing happens while you guys make your way to the bridge. I mean probably see a couple zombies here and there but like it's nothing to worry about however once you get to the bridge the bridge itself you guys uh, have seen depictions of of like the london bridge how it's got like the uh the stone pillars every like you know i, I think it's like 50 to 100 feet or whatever the hell it is i have now yeah that's basically what you're looking at you're looking at this huge fuck off stone bridge uh, stone and wood that you can see it's a, about as wide as a, a city street. It is an impressive feat of architectural ingenuity. So yes, um, so as you are approaching this bridge, you, you do notice that on the, the banks of the river, kind of like leading to the bridge, you can see uh, various like, you know, small, not so much shops, but what are those outdoor things called? Outdoor market, I guess. Oh, a bazaar. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you can see that because I mean, this is this is essentially a very well traveled area, so it would make a lot of sense to set up a some sort of shop here. You'd be able to sell stuff like food and maybe have like you know armor repair or garment repair or stuff like that. Because traveling, you know, shit tends to break. As you are walking up to this, you do, however, see what looks like an orc or a half orc with. Very bright, fantastical clothing. Like bright yellows and pinks and greens. Walking on the road toward you, carrying a bag that looks like it's far too heavy for even him to carry. This bag is quite literally, like, towering over him. It's, I want to say, maybe, we'll say like 10 by 10 by 10. Not exactly squared, like, you know, more roundish. Imagine, like, the happy salesman. Uh, the happy mask salesman from um, The Legend of Zelda. Have you ever seen that? You've been met with a terrible fate. Yes, that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, are you guys going to try to avoid him, or are you going to interact with him? Can I vibe check? You want to vibe check this dude? Yeah, can I get a vibe check? Vibe check would be good. I got a four. I was gonna say, when you vibe check, are you gonna like roll it, or are you just gonna run up to him and say vibe check and punch him in the face? <laughs> I feel like that does track for Vevi. I'm gonna insight check, which is just a vibe check, I guess, and I got a four. So, all right. Anybody else want to vibe check this dude? I got a ten. Ten? Vargan? I'm gonna be honest. Vargan just kind of seems like uh, this dude doesn't really seem like a problem. <laughs> Vargan vibe checked with his eyes and goes, I can take him. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, no, he seems relatively harmless. 
I mean, if anything, he probably wouldn't even be able to put up a good fight because he's carrying a big fuck-off bag. Okay, I go I go up to him. Uh, hello? As soon as you get about, like, 20 feet from him, he kind of just, like, you know, looks like... Because as he was walking, he seemed to be in his own little world, just kind of, like, singing and dancing around. But as soon as you're, like, 20 feet from him, he, he like, just locks eyes with you and goes, Ah! No customers! Hooray! Ooh, it's a, it's a bard. Hello? Uh... Yes, we are customers. Customers, good, yes. And he takes his bag, flips it over his shoulder, slams it on the ground, and literally, in like a smooth motion, just a stall just pops out of the bag. And just says, Fantabulous Fernando's fantastic finds and fabulous fortunes across the banner of the stall. Yes. Yes, so he he leads over his counter <laughs> and he goes, I am Fernando, and welcome, and he gestures to the side, to Fabulous Fernando's Fantastic Finds and Fabulous Fortunes, or as most people call it, <sighs> for short. Bro, you just spit all over my face. Oh, I'm sorry, and he like reaches into his pocket and he starts pulling out a handkerchief and he hands it to you, it is still connected to his pocket, and it's like about three feet long. I was about to say, like, I needed to like, be long as shit, dude. Bevy <laughs> um, uh, just like uses the back of her hand to wipe off the spit. He just kind of like lo- like lo- looks at you, looks at the handkerchief in his hands, and he goes, "Oh well," and just like shoves it back into his pocket. <laughs> yeah, can I buy the bag? He just like stares at you completely blank for like about three seconds, and goes. Fernando doesn't sell bags. Fernando sells fortunes and fine. No, no, the big bag. Where, where, where did he go? You had, like, the big bag. This is my shop. No, that... What? Did you, did you, did you, did you lose your train of thought? No, that was in character. <laughs> no, that's exactly what he's asking. Oh. <laughs> what's, what's a train? Have you been to a wedding? Uh, no, what is that? Uh, a wedding is when two people get married, uh, and a train is the thing they keep gravy in. Oh, gravy's not bad. You might know wedding also by other name, hand fasting? Um, no. I think my hands are pretty fast. Debbie's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna run a, run a hand down her face and just sigh. Um, so you sell, you sell fortunes and what? Fines. Like what kind of fines? Uh, fantastic fines. Can you not read the sign? <laughs> I mean, I, what is your definition of fantastic? I mean, my definition and your definition may be two different things. I mean, come on, my guy. Sell me something. Okay. Do you like to gamble or do you like to get fortune? He just like starts rubbing his hands together. Well, what is it depends on what the odds and the gambling has to do with and it yeah, what what kind of what kind of gamble? Well very well. And he reaches under his little counter thing and he pulls out what seems to be just like, you know, uh, a small innocuous deck of cards. And he goes, Everything that Fernando finds, he puts here. And he just like places the deck of cards on the counter and he goes, This is magic deck. I call it the deck of interesting things. Not to be confused with deck of many things. This is very bad. No, do not touch that. But it is very simple. For 20 gold, you may pull a card. The card will then summon a fascinating find. All right, I'll buy it. Give me two cards. Oh, you want two straight off the bat? Yeah. Okay, do me a favor. Roll me me 1d20 for now. 16. 16. Let's consult my list. Oh my god, this is a good one. Uh, so you you pull the top card off, or whatever, he fans he fans the cards out for you, and you just pull a card. And uh, as soon as you look at the card, there's a depiction of a, a buckler on it, like a shield, right? Uh, and the text underneath of it reads, The Shield of the Eternally Struck. Alright? And, continuing the text, The Soul of a Dwarven Warrior... Erlen Bronzejaw resides inside of this shield. 
While a master of striking, he was not so fond of dodging. After many years, he grew to enjoy the thrill of combat and sensation of pain that came with it. Uh, if you were using the shield, you would get a plus one AC on top of the base shield stats, which I believe would be a base shield of two. Yeah, so it's a plus three shield. All right, so you got the shield of the masochist. Yep. And roll me another d20. 18. 18. Okay, when you pull the, uh, the card for this one, depicted on it is... What looks to be a square, not like a square, like a rectangular stone with a shiny surface, right? And it says, the spell phone. This strange mystical device is said to be able to communicate with beings over a long distance. What was it called? The spell phone. I just killed Nick. God damn it. Love it. My microphone does not pick up me laughing, but I was laughing very hard. <laughs> I was literally watching you and we're just like, I can't hear it. And that upsets me because it's... It's it looks so weird to see somebody laugh but not hear them laugh. <laughs> yeah, my my microphone. If I changed it to be able to pick up me laughing, it would pick up all kinds of fucking noises that I apparently make. Alrighty, would anybody else like to uh, take a spin on the deck? I should have used different words for that. Spin on the uh, this beat is sick. I want to take a ride on this disco stick. Yeah, I'd like two cards. You want you want two as well? Yeah, I want two cards as well. Alright, also Vargan, I'm assuming you took the forty of uh your gold off, right? Yep, I did. And uh just to make sure, what were the two things called again? You had the Shield of the Eternally Struck and the Spell Thumb. Yes. Okay. The Shield of the Masochist. <laughs> you can write down the Shield of the Masochist. I mean it's just a plus three shield, right? Yes. Alright, Nick, give me a D twenty roll. Okay. I got a 12. You got a 12. So you you draw a card, and what comes into your other hand is a handle of some sort. Okay? And as you're reading the text, or ask Vargan to read the text for you, probably, the card reads, The helpful weapon. When wielded, this weapon of indeterminate shape will speak to the user, giving it a plus one to attack. What is this weapon? I imagine that I really want it to, like, unfurl, like, Percy Jackson's pen greatsword. Like, in that, like, nice cinematic shink. It's just a... Oh, sorry, a longsword, not greatsword. It's a it's a pretty great sword, but it is yeah. a longsword. But it's not a truly great greatsword. <laughs> um, so, if that's okay with you, I'm gonna add... Um, I'm going to add the handle and then I'm specifically going to add like a plus one long sword. Yeah. So like I said, it is a weapon of indeterminate shape, which you decide. I don't know if I have to attune to it. Do I? You do not know. Okay. Well, it activated in my fucking hand. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Add one more D20, please. All right. I got a one. You die. No, I'm kidding. Um, as soon as you pull the card, in your other hand appears a scroll of paper. Uh, the text on the card reads the parchment of indeterminate messages. Uh, once per day, you can read the parchment and you can get a hint on your current task. You would need to uh, roll for that one. And you need to roll above a 15. DC 15, is that a luck check or what? That's a straight up and down luck check. Alrighty, and that's your two. All for me. Bevy, did you want to take a spin on this? Yeah, I guess I'll draw a card. Just one? For now. Okay. Uh, then spend 20 gold and roll me a d20. Okay. Uh, 19. 19. Alrighty. This one is actually... This one's better for you than the last one you got. <laughs> what are you talking about, Derps? You're crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, you... As soon as you draw the card, on your opposite hand appears a ring, right? And the card reads, the blue steel ring. This ring has been enchanted to summon bursts of ice and frost. Huh. She's going to draw another one. One more? Okay. Roll me another d20, please. Don't tell me how to live my life. Okay. Could you please roll a d20, daddy? I got a 16. Okay. Uh... You want to go up or down, because 16 has already been taken. I always want to go down. Okay. So uh, you draw another card, and uh, depicted on the card is a picture of a compass. Uh, and a compass 
uh, activate, like, you know, appears in your hand. It is one of those, like, you know, compasses, like, like you know, you have to open it up to see it. Kind of like uh, what Jack Sparrow had. Uh-huh. All right. And the card reads, the magic compass. Once activated, this compass will direct you to the nearest magic item. Oh. And it always points at itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, cool. Nice. You probably, you don't have to tell me, but like meta-wise with the ring, like is it like a, a damage spell in the ring or like don't know or? Don't know yet. Okay. Uh, you said something about fortunes? Yes, Fernando does fortunes too. <laughs> I'd like my fortune. Okay, are you allergic to shellfish? No. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, let me find Felicia around here, and he just starts. He starts looking around. and just starts like reaches under the counter and starts hucking things over his shoulder, like a, a crystal ball. This weird black ball with a number eight on it. There appears to be like something floating in it. He, no, not this. Just hucks that over his shoulder. Like a whole bunch of scrolls just go flying. All of a sudden, for some reason, a chicken. And he goes, Ah, Felicia, there you are. And he looks up and he goes, okay, hold still. And bing, just fucking rails you in the face with a frying pan. Ah, this is acceptable. (laughs) Alrighty. And for this one, now that I actually have my list up this time, roll me a D100. Oh, shit. We're rolling big dice today. D100. I got... An 88! I got two sets of titties, guys! Nice. Very nice. So, (laughs) oh Jesus. So after he rails you in the face with the frying pan, he just kind of like, you know, holds the frying pan up to his ear and he goes, Hmm, E-flat, yes. Uh, Felicia is saying, it is not wise to be the last to fall asleep. Uh, Did anybody else want to get a fortune from this guy? (laughs) The fortunes are essentially useless. I just added them in so I could hit one of you in the face with a frying pan. Oh no, it's hilarious. Vevy's gonna... Vevy's gonna, uh... <laughs> look at the far- frying pan and be like, Do you want your fortune, Red? <laughs> he he all of a sudden just gets really excited. <gasps> this has never happened for Fernando. Yes, please. And he, like, hands the frying pan. Yes, please. Speak to Felicia. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so she takes Felicia... And uh, she'll, like, put the frying pan up to her ear just out of curiosity and, like, listen to see if the frying pan says anything. Uh, no, nothing nothing happens. Um, and when she doesn't hear anything, she kind of, like, spins it in her hand a little bit. And then she, like, bing, bonks him on the head. And she's going to say, you're going to have a headache in less than a minute. <laughs> That's a good fortune. Uh. I love it. And she's going to hand back Felicia. So, you're like, have you ever seen those cartoons where, like, uh, especially with Tom and Jerry? Does this man fucking squash and stretch? <laughs> no. No, like, with, uh, with with a lot of those cartoons, as soon as somebody gets hit in the head with a frying pan, like, a bump, just, like, whoop, like, like eight inches, like, fucking bump. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that happens here. <laughs> it's very cartoonish. I love Fernando. We, we love him. We we sent for Fernando in this house. That's why I said he's going to be our first fan fiction. It's going to be your name and Fernando and his big bag of stuff. Yep. Uh, does he make the spackle? <laughs> I make the spackle. All right. Well, I'm assuming you guys would like to probably move on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, Fernando looks at you, bows deeply, smashing his face into his countertop, and he goes, Fernando is always happy to deal with new customers. I will see you again another time. And then in just like a poof of green smoke, just he and his cart are just gone. It's unfortunate. I was going to buy more of his weird card things. Speaking of the cards, by the way, I, I... I believe every single one of you would notice that your cards have begun to glow. Nick. Yes. When you look at the, uh, as you call it, the shield of the masochist, you really see only 
a few words appear. It just says, this shield craves violence. On the spell phone, you notice that on the image of the little stone tablet on the card, or the phone, if you will, uh, an image shows up, and it's, uh, it doesn't say anything, but it looks like a very blocky and long creature of some sort. You really can't identify it, but it looks like something you may have seen before, but it, you, Pinecon wouldn't know what pixelated is, but you know, it's a pixelated something long. Hey, I need you to say all of that again, but talk to Vargan instead of me. These are his items. Oh yeah, Vargan that. I'm sorry, I thought that was Pinecone. <laughs> no, I got a cool sword. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gonna secretly, like, kill me in my sleep or something. Yeah, but, uh, Vargan, you did hear all that, yes? Yes. Okay, there we go. I, I didn't hear you say anything. Um, let's see. Pinecone, for the helpful weapon, you get nothing in addition on the card. Oh, okay. Nice. You do, however, start hearing a voice. Oh, no. From the sword. Oh, no. Uh, hello? It, I, I, I literally have nothing right now. It's just, like, you hear, like, whispering in, in the back of your mind. Guys, I got a talking sword, I think. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's Alka. Alrighty. Um, and let's see. Vevi, you got, you got just the one item? No, I got the ring uh, yes, the card for the ring, uh, some additional text does show up with that. All it says is, great for a nice, cool ale. Which is one of the reasons why I said it was perfect for you. And the other one was the compass? Yep. So I'm going to read this in its completion again. Once activated, this compass will direct you to the nearest magic item. The extra text that shows up, this compass is a magic item. You fucking shit. So I'm I am assuming that you would at this point open up the compass and you, you you would just see that it's just spinning around like crazy. Yep. And uh Bevy's just gonna put it back in her pocket. <laughs> you you like honestly, I designed everything here to be used in the right scenarios. This is one of those items that you could probably just sell it for a good amount of money. Fair enough. So yeah. It's a, it's a compass that always points to what your heart desires. If oh. that were the case, it would be pointing to all of the ale that Vevi is carrying. Yes. It seems that your heart is very troubled, my friend. What else is new? Oh. oh I'm sad. One of her best friends is gone now, of course. Yeah. She's sad. She's big sad. She lost Kakai and Alkashwin. Oh, man. Hey guys, it's January here in Texas, and you know what that means? It's not too cold to do a cookout. I'm doing roasted vegetables and a meat tray. Welcome to the mid-roll. I saved you a plate. Guys, I'm super excited to share with y'all that we have a sponsor. Our good friend Huey has his own dice company, and you can check out all of his handcrafted, hand-poured acrylic dice over at Huey'sDice.com. That's H-E-W-Y-S... D-I-C-E dot com. You know, like his name? Dice dot com. And you can save 10% off your order if you check out with code FREEACTIONCRY, all one word. That's code FREEACTIONCRY, all one word. Now, I know that everyone has so many dice in their life that buying more just seems irresponsible, but do it. Do it, do it. Anyway, I'd like to leave a special shout-out for Lilith and Addie, who are part of our $10 tier, and thus, thank you so much. Your generosity really helps the show grow, and helps us, you know, afford to do it. <laughs> so, to join us on Patreon and get access to all of our Patreon content, you can head over to patreon.com slash freeactioncry. And if you'd like to leave a review for the show, please, please absolutely do it. Please tweet about us at freeactioncry. Leave us a review on iTunes, leave us a review on 
anywhere you can. In fact, you know what? Go find your dog. Do you have your dog? Good. Tell your dog how much you like Reaction Grind. Your dog will thank you. I thank you. Anyways, guys, thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for six whole months of the podcast. We are absolutely psyched to be here. We're so glad that we have such positive feedback, and we love y'all. And thanks for listening. So I'm going to assume that you guys start walking towards the bridge. Start riding towards the bridge. Oh, that's right. You have a cart. I keep forgetting about that now. So, once you guys reach the bridge, uh, you are greeted very warmly by what appears to be, I guess, the head guard? Would be the best way of saying it. So, yeah, the head guard walks up to you, looks you all kind of up and down and goes, uh, So, I'm going to guess you're going across the river. That is a pretty, uh, pretty good educated guess. Um, I... How often is that guess wrong? He thinks for about two seconds, then just goes, um, believe it or not, once I finish telling people what's across the river, about 50% of the time. Oh, what's across the river? Well, here's the thing. You see this big-ass body of water over here? This keeps a lot of things either here or over there. Not a lot like to cross the water. I'm sure you probably have come across some undead excursions in your travels. I mean, they're not really that big of a problem. Oh, on this side of the river, no. On the other side, they do tend to get a little fucked, to put it lightly. Uh, see, over, over here, they're small, easy to handle. The farmers can deal with it, no problem. On the other side, there seem to be um, some smarter ones, there seem to be some bigger ones, and there seem to be some stronger ones. So, I am not going to stop you from going over there, but we are advised to tell everyone to be cautious while you're traveling. Always have a watch if you make camp, uh, don't stray far from the path, the usual stuff. Luckily for you, my friend, you are dealing with professional adventurers, so I think we will be okay. He just kind of like, you know, with his hand that's holding his sheathed sword, just kind of like, you know, points you guys up and down. He goes like, clearly see your adventurers, you're stacked to the nines with weapons and shit. So, I mean, I'm not worried about you, but just do be careful, please. I will be Vargan, but I will attempt to try and be this careful. <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> Alrighty. Dumb as hell, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was pretty funny. Alrighty. So, did you guys want to proceed to Freyleon? Yes. Alrighty. Encounter table. What do we got? Onward to glory. You guys are getting lucky on the encounter table today. Hey, do you guys feel like we're all just a bit stronger? Like, a, a little bit. Like, I've got this, like, <laughs> tingling feeling. Uh, maybe it's what we ate for breakfast, but like... Like tingling where? Like, in your stomach, or...? No, no like, like, in my head. I don't know. Is that, like, just like a goat thing? I don't know. I'll have to ask a goat. That's actually a pretty good segue. So you guys have all leveled up to level three. And at level three is where most of your character classes, if not all, start gaining your specialties or your subclasses. So shall we go and give a brief as to what subclasses we're going with? Or do we just want to leave that up to the imagination of our... Uh, our fair listeners. Imagination. Um, sure. Yeah, let's leave it up to the imagination. Okay. I've already dropped, like, enough context clues, I think. Alright, that sounds good to me. Alrighty, so the- I think if Vevi, like, felt stronger, which I'm sure she might, she levels up, I think she'd, like, want to go fight somebody. 
I mean, I could real quick, like, bring something up for you guys to fight if you want. I want to no, fight no. something, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind combat. I'm just saying, like, I feel like Vevi being Vevi, like, if she felt stronger, she'd be like, okay, time to, like, test out my muscles. <laughs> I want my muscles to have muscles. And those muscles to have muscles. So after another day and a half of uh, travel, and surprisingly, no big issues that you couldn't easily handle, you arrive at Freilion, a very large port city, to say the least. You, there's the smell of the salt air. There are seagulls flying around. You just... You hear the the lovely town, the lovely sounds of the ocean. Have any of you ever seen the ocean before? I don't imagine I have. I haven't. A hush falls over the bargain. No. I rolled a five, so no. All right. Uh, uh, hey, bud, you didn't add your ocean modifier to that. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, it wouldn't beat the ten. <laughs> What would you add to that for an ocean modifier? Would that be wisdom or nature? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a new D and D skill called ocean. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's like uh, it's like lamp. Oh Christ! Oh God, no! As you guys um, enter Freilion, you can see that it is definitely a bustling metropolis. While you guys are traveling through the city, could everybody do me a favor and just roll me a quick perception check, though? I got a fourteen. Vevi? Oh, perception check, please. Um, I got a 12. A 12. Okay, uh, you don't really notice anything out of the ordinary. Uh, you do notice that there's quite a lot of fishing boats. They're not really going out all that far. Uh, they appear to be keeping, at the very least, to the shallows. Looks like, uh, almost as if they're afraid to go out further into the ocean. Uh, Pinecone's gonna look for, uh, he knows the drill. We make, we find a new place and we go immediately to the bar. I'm with him. Let's go fucking drink. Well, I mean, it has been a day and a half of travel. You guys haven't really sat down and caused trouble in a bar in about, at this point, like, 72 hours, probably. So, yeah, I could understand that you guys would go to the bar. Fortunately for you guys, there is a bar. Uh, are you looking for, like, a hole in the wall, or are you trying to find, like, a nice establishment? Shithole. I kind of figured that'd be the case. I was about to say, I don't know that we could be allowed into a nice bar. You haven't tried yet. Dude, a fucking pinecone's Donald ducking it. We're not going to be able to go into any nice place. Are you kidding me? <laughs> fucking flopping around somebody, <laughs> he's going to get some pants. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to, like, you know, have you guys, like, accidentally walk into a nice bar just to see what you guys do. Like a nice, like, fucking Michelin star place. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, Pinecone's Donald Ducking it. Vevi's outfit is, well, showing quite a lot of skin. Yeah, barely there, basically. <laughs> I'm not really sure about Vargan. Vargan, I believe, is just wearing standard leather armor. Chainmail. Chainmail? Yeah, okay. So, Vargan is actually... Well, I mean... Not, not to sound racist, but he's a half-orc. That might be a problem. <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with fucking half-orcs? You got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> Alright, so, no, you guys do find a, uh, a relatively run-down, dirty, dingy, right-up-your-alley, hole-in-the-wall bar, down by the docks. But is it in an actual alley? Yeah, down by the docks. Nice. Yes. Uh, it, it would be a, a nice establishment. It's got a sign outside of, like, you know, this big, scruffy black dog, and it just... Just the sign just reads, The Salty Dog. As all good Port City Bar would be called. Nice. I want to go to the Salty Dog. Alrighty. To go to there. I want to get salty. Alrighty, well then, I would like everybody to give me a marching order for this one. Who's walking in first? 
I want to be first. You want to be first? Alrighty. Who's behind him? I'm bringing up the rear. Okay. You're bringing up the rear? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Vargan, Vevi, then Pinecone. So, Vargan. It's going to be two normal-ass people and then a guy with this cock out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just just wait till you get into the bar. So, Vargan, as you walk in, do me a favor. Uh, roll me a perception check, please. Cocks everywhere. <laughs> Cocks all the way down. 17. So, you walk in and... You clock this as soon as it clocks you. But across the bar, a what almost looks like a bear's head. But upon closer inspection, you realize it's actually just a very large dog. Immediately looks over at you. Have you ever seen like a dog smile? Yeah. Like dog smile, like this dog looks at you, gets really excited as, as if to say, "Ooh, a new person!" and just starts booking it toward you. This uh, this thing is going to try and tackle you. Vargan is going to crouch down a little bit, preparing for the uh, however much poundage that looks like this dog is to basically slam into his chest, and he's going to extend his arms out to try and like uh, in a welcoming gesture. All right, now, remember how I said that the dog's head was about the size of a bear's? So is the rest of the dog. <laughs> yeah. This dog is about the size of a bear, so you're going to try and, like, you know, catch the dog? <laughs> um, basically, have you ever seen a Great Dane, like, uh, or maybe even, like, a Great Pyrenees, and somebody, like, kneels down to, like, hug the dog? Yeah. And kind of, like, push against it whenever it, like, runs towards them? Something like that. Okay. Uh, what is your AC, real quick? With or without the shield. Are you raising the shield against the dog? 16. It matched and tackled you to the ground. Uh, hang on, let me grab my D6 real quick. <laughs> this is a very large dog just landed on you. You take four points of bludgeoning damage. Alrighty. I think that's cuddling damage. Yes, cu cuddling bludgeoning. Whatever you would like to call it. Um, and this this dog just immediately starts, like, licking your face. And you you just hear from across the bar, Up! Oh, boar! Boar, put it down! You don't know where that's been. <laughs> Bevy, uh, does the dog, like, get off of Argon? The, the the dog just kind of, like, like looks up sadly at the voice that shouted at him. Not, not so much shouted, but, you know, like, requested that he get off. And the dog just, like, hops off of Vargan kind of slowly, hesitantly, and then just, like, you know, plops down and just gives you this look like, you're new, could you pet me? 